Hello and welcome to Guest Star from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The United States Treasury Department presents Guest Star with Harry Sosnick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra, yours truly, John Conte, and starring Ida Lupino. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is John Conte, your host for Guest Star, a transcribed feature for Savings Bonds presented by this station as a public service. Your future will hold a brighter promise if you save for it. Invest in your own tomorrow with safe, sure, profitable United States savings bonds. Buy them the simple, automatic way through the payroll savings plan where you work or the bond-a-month plan where you bank. Harry Sosnick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra open the show with a special Sosnick arrangement of a hit from South Pacific, This Nearly Was Mine.
Thank you, Harry. And now I'm delighted to introduce our lovely guest, brilliant member of a famous acting family and popular star of stage, screen, and radio, Miss Ida Lupino. Miss Lupino appears in Harry Lawrence's original sketch, Out of the Jungle. For her performance, we take you to Hollywood and our narrator, Rod O'Connor. Our story takes you to the city hospital in a city we shall call Daleville. Walking down the corridor is Dr. Worthington, the staff psychiatrist. That's because it's Dr. Alice Worthington as lovely as she is competent. Right now, Dr. Worthington is talking with a new patient, a handsome but very confused young man. What, what happened to me? How'd I get here? You were picked up for wheeling a baby carriage down the street. A baby carriage? Yes, there happened to be a child in the carriage. A child in a yellow dress. Of course. She always wears yellow. Who does? The baby. The baby I... It's funny. I can't seem to remember. What's wrong, amnesia? Oh, something like that. So they turned you over to me. I'm Dr. Worthington, staff psychiatrist. Don't let the word psychiatrist scare you. It does a little. Well, if it'll help you any, just think of me as an explorer. You don't mess around in jungles, do you? Well, yes, I do. In the dark, trackless jungle of the human mind. The most fascinating field of adventure in all the world. You see, you're temporarily lost in that jungle. I'm going to find you. Maybe it might be better if you didn't find me. I may be hiding in there because I... I murdered somebody. I don't think so. But it's a chance you'll have to take. Want to try it? Yes. Yes, Doctor, I'll do whatever you say. And here you go on the most thrilling journey you ever took. A trip into your own mind. I think you'd better rest a while. We've been talking over two hours. No, I'm not tired. I want to go ahead. We're making progress. I know my name. Yes. Your name is Joseph Barkley. You have a younger brother, Dick. You mean I had a brother, Dick, when I was a kid. I can remember my kid days up until I was about ten years old. Then there's a blank spot. Why can't I remember things after that? See if we can find out. Now tell me about your brother. Were you jealous of him? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I was a little. We scrapped a lot. One day we had a fight over an apple. He ran off with it, and I remember yelling after him, you just wait. Something bad will happen to you. And then? And then I... I don't remember. I get that far, and then nothing. It's like a... It's like a wall in front of me. Well, don't try to batter through it. Perhaps we can go around it. This is just a guess. But do you recall anything about an accident after that? An accident? No, I don't. I... Hey, yes. Sure. Wait a minute. I... I, I, I was sitting on the back steps crying my eyes out. I, I... I kept saying, it's all my fault. I, w I wished for him to be hurt, and he was. What happened? I'm getting it now. He, 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 he climbed a tree to eat his apple where I wouldn't bother him. He fell out of the tree and broke his arm. And you felt that you were guilty. Your mind built a wall around the incident to hide your guilt. Yeah. 
Now that you've shown me that I really wasn't guilty, the wall is gone. But what about the new wall my mind has built around my recent life? What, what is that wall hiding? I think you've had enough for today. Tomorrow we'll go into your jungle again. To find a murderer? To find a man. Relax, Joe. Don't make such an effort to remember. It's all up there. Every incident in your entire life. It'll come to you in time. But I've got to find out now. You've been so patient with me, Alice. I've wasted three weeks no, of your time. Wasted? No, Joe. These three weeks haven't been wasted, believe me. Mind works in strange ways. It takes us a month or a year to find a path through your jungle. Or it may happen in the next five minutes. Alice. What is this thing my mind refuses to face? Joe, I... I don't know. I'm beginning to be afraid of it myself. You too? Yes. I, I shouldn't have feelings of my own. As a psychiatrist, I should regard my patients merely as clinical cases. And I have. Up to now. Even a doctor's got to have a heart. I have the feeling that I could have probed into your mind and brought out what was there before this. I dared, but I... I haven't dared because... Because you've fallen No, in. don't say it. We've no right to speak of anything between us. You see, you may be married, Joe. Very happily married. The child in the yellow dress that you faintly remember may be yours. Oh, Joe, I'm afraid. I'm not going to try to remember. I don't want to remember. But I... It's my duty to make you remember. There is one thing I should have done weeks ago. And they picked you up. You had no coat, no identification... But you did have labels on your tie and in your hat. They were bought in Silver City. I must have lived there, huh? That's quite likely. Yesterday I wired a doctor I know there to ask if a Joe or Dick Barkley lives there. What did he say? I don't know yet. This telegram has been on my desk for two hours. I just haven't had the courage to open it. Don't open it. If it means losing you, tear it up. No, Joe. This is something we'll have to face sooner or later. Well... Here goes. Richard Barclay lives 217 Cedar Street. His brother Joe has been missing since auto accident. If Joe has been found, why Richard at once? Oh. And Dick wasn't hurt after all. I thought... Joe, you remember? Yes. Yes, everything now. I... I had another row with Dick. He's, he's a reckless driver, and I was bawling him out for it as usual. I yelled, you crazy fool, go ahead, show off. I hope you break your neck. And then another accident. Yeah. Yeah, we we rammed into a truck that, that came out of a side street. Dick slumped over the wheel. I, I, I thought he'd broken his neck. You thought your wish had killed him, just like you felt that other time. Yeah, when we were kids. So your mind built another wall around your feeling of guilt. Oh, that's all cleared up now. So, are you... No, no. No, honey, I'm not married. <laughs> I, I I room with Dick and his wife. But the baby... That's Dick's baby. I wheel her around a lot because she kind of likes her Uncle Joe. Oh, yes, naturally. I'm out of the jungle. I'm a free man. Darling, come here. Oh, no. Joe, you can't kiss the doctor during working hours.
Now here again for curtain speech, Miss Ida Lupino. I hope you enjoyed our play as much as I enjoyed appearing in it. While I'm still in the mood of the story, may I tell you about my own private cure for worry? It's my ownership of United States savings bonds. Yes, friends, buying those bonds regularly is a very effective way of banishing that sense of insecurity that all of us feel at some time or another. When you own savings bonds, you own a stake in your future. And you can plan that future the way you want it. Perhaps your blueprint calls for the children to get a college education. Maybe it calls for a new home or a business of your own. Or for any one of a hundred things you may have dreamed about. With savings bonds, those dreams can come true. Now, I urge you to buy them regularly through the payroll savings plan where you work or the bond-a-month plan where you bank. Thank you. Thank you, Ida Lupino. During the past quarter hour, you've been listening to Guest Star, a transcribed feature for savings bonds presented by this station each week as a public service. Our guest today was the lovely star of stage, screen, and radio, Ida Lupino, to whom we say thanks for a fine performance. Gerald Moore appeared in the role of Joe, and the sketch was directed by Louis Graff. Next week, we'll have another outstanding star and more fine music by Harry Sosnick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra, and we hope you'll be with us. Meanwhile, this is John Conti saying so long and reminding you that there's no finer investment in the world than United States savings bonds. Buy them regularly for a secure future.